the Chinese year of the black milkshake. Welcome to Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast with me, Jorma Kirko, and him... Ray Mack. And we're back in the James Joyce, our local juicer, Istanbul, Turkey. Our sponsors, and you can also find us, everybody, on Grow Radio UK, home of the biggest selection of podcasts 24-7. Jimmy, it's a lovely crowd shuffling in and out of the pub this evening. Early yeah. afternoon. Yeah, early afternoon, partaking in scoops of intoxication. Yeah, it's, it's lovely, isn't it? It's just starting to get a bit busy. Yeah. Cheers, everybody. Yeah, cheers. Thanks, and, chat, and chatting away <laughs> merrily, eating away merrily, Jimmy, and throwing yeah. darts, Jimmy. Yeah, I wanted two darts. Hope you can't hear them. Um, yeah, Not our we'll... way, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this sh- week's show is fuller than a colostomy bag after a chicken madras. We've got the usual fun and games, plus... <laughs> Got to come back to that colostomy bag later on. <laughs> Morgan Freeman, my hero, is back talking music. We found out uh, what really happened to the man who led the armed march to Muskill against the Russian leader's instructions this summer, Jim, sir. Yes. Should we see what Morgan has to say? Yeah, let's go for it. Hi, Shakers. This is Morgan Freeman here again. I'd just like to thank you all for the hundreds of well-wishing messages I received last week about the poem I recited. Thanks in particular to Jeff McGuire, who wrote to say how inspired he felt by the beautiful simplicity of You Fool. Yorma and Ray would like to give me a regular slot, and this has inspired me to pick up the quill and pen some poetry of my own, which I'm sure they'll be more than happy to play. This week, though... I'd like to play a special piece of music performed by my friend, Vajella Rick Rocks. Vajella's been on this show a few times before, and here is a moving piece that she co-wrote with her husband. You'll be blown away by her voice, but also by the sheer emotion of the lyrics. Here she is... Let me tell you about a bag, a colostomy companion in a fecal little sack. It's a waterproof pouch you'll find rather unique. Anuses are redundant, why don't you take a peek? Colostomy bag, my quirky little friend. Bags of squishy poo surprises, I bet you want one too. Emptying the colon through the abdomen wall, a slick pocket full of humor. After my address Clearing out your colon waste Your undies won't be sorry Call us, fill me back My quirky little friend Bags of squishy poo 
surprises I bet you want one too <laughs> Colostomy bag, Jimmy. <laughs> You're very bold. Bold. Well, bold, yeah. Yeah, bold. Yes, I, I may have been slightly involved in the composition and production of that song. But I mean, Vigella, what a voice, eh? Come on, man. What a voice. She makes that bloke, Pavarotti, look like a serial killer, pal. <laughs> yes, <yeah. laughs> but back to that colostomy bag, pal. Airport security. What you got in the bag? <laughs> As a great Irish philosopher once quoted Jimmy, they say, "Always trust your gut." <laughs> have, you met my, have you have you met my gut, Jimmy? <laughs> you don't want to trust that bastard. <laughs> Shit happens, pal. <laughs> Imagine, imagine Morgan Freeman for one moment. <laughs> if he had said, Jimmy, this brilliant uh, limerick, roses are red, this is a colon. What's cool about an ostomy bag? It never gets stolen. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine it because I didn't notice the rhyming pattern in any way of a limerick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Morgan will be back introducing some of his favourite uh, artists and uh, and poems next week. I think that's really good of him, Ray, isn't it, to agree to uh, to come on every week? Absolutely brilliant, Jimmy. Looking yeah, forward to that. And we'll see if we can get Vigella to sing another song for us at some point as well. So, Vigella, Vigella, got back to Vigella. No, seriously, Vigella. Vagella. Vagella. Why did I say Magella? I've no idea, Ray. It could have been all the beers you were having before I turned up this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Magella Rick Rocks, back with a vengeance, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. That's a little Jim. G E M, not mm -hmm. J I M. Exactly. Exactly. Because we, we've only really seen Vagella before being a sexy celebrity chef. And a circus uh, ringmaster's assistant, haven't we, in doing a bit of light dogging with yeah. uh, with Liam Neeson? But I don't think we knew that that she could sing. <laughs> back, back to dogging. <laughs> back to colostomy bag. You know our good friend Rob Fraser, who walks his dog? <laughs> yeah. They both bag their poop. <laughs> <laughs> you nearly spilled your drink there, Jimmy. <laughs> Love it. No, oh, great stuff. Now, Rob always refers to walking the dog as going dogging as well, doesn't he? <laughs> I hope the dog looks after it when he does uh, do his business there. Anyway, you, you've just come back from your holidays, right? Oh, come on, man. Montenegro, Jimmy. Seriously, man, i got to go. Pure gorgeous, Jimmy. Seriously, yeah. but I'm not going to go overboard on this. We stayed in a beautiful town called Budva. It's mm -hmm. known for its stone walls, narrow cobblestone streets, Jimmy. Medieval old town, religious churches, sandy beaches, and, yeah, nightclubs. All right. One of the world's newest countries, Jimmy, but packed, seriously packed with history. Mm. Hundreds and hundreds, Jimmy, of new hotels and apartments unfinished. 
but should be ready for next year as they're about to become a member of Europe. Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, they're going to join the European Union, I think, in 2030, aren't they? So mm. anybody in a situation like me needing a golden visa, that might be the place to go to. But met a lovely couple, Jimmy, and a big shout out to uh, Alcum and Dennis. They're from the Asian side, Jimmy, of Istanbul. We struck up, Jimmy, a seriously great relationship. Plus, Alcum is now, Jimmy, a big fan and a listener to the show. All right, fantastic. Yeah. Plus, myself and Alcum had only one major complaint about Montenegro, and it was, Jimmy, their local beer. Okay, it cost, Jimmy, about three euros a pint. That's three euro a pint. Mm-hmm. But the name of the beer was called, I'll spell it for you, In I K. S-I-C-K-O. Nick Sicko. It tastes nice at the beginning, but after two pints, I had a starting... No, I'll change that to a, a starting, starting headache. It was did one you? of those headaches. Yeah, I did. Any customers out there, any shakers who are going to go to Montenegro, this is seriously camel's piss. I had a hangover of hangovers, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. But seriously, I introduced Alcum a little bit later on to a tip-top German beer that comes in a very long glass, Jimmy. A very tasty Hoar Garden. Oh, the Belgian yeah, beer. Who? The, the Belgian. Who Garden? Hoar Garden. Who? Who? You spelt it whore when you were pissed, when you sent me a text saying you were drinking whore garden. And that was when, if that, I'll tell you what, if it was that the Cisco or whatever that gave you the headache as well, you sent me the receipt of <laughs> five <laughs> pints of beer, two gin and tonics and two vodka and cokes. So can we blame one or two dodgy Balkan beers for that? So it's not whore garden. <laughs> no, it's who, who garden. In the English-speaking world, they usually call it Ho Garden, but in, in Dutch, uh, H-O-E is who, so who garden. Well, I was a whore for that. I bet you were. And so so was Alcum, seriously. <laughs> we had scoops of Ho Garden before we left uh, Montenegro, Jimmy. So mm. all in all, Jimmy... It was an absolutely fantastic holiday. I recommend it to all our shakers out there. Oh, yeah, we'll go along one day. We definitely will do. (coughs) Enough stuff to do here, though, right now. (laughs) Should we get on with true or false, Ray? Yeah, why not, Jimmy? Okay, first question, Jimmy. True or false? A dart celebrity. True or false? There are eight dartboards in James Joyce pub in Istanbul. (laughs) (laughs) See what you could have won? Oh, 
fuck's sake. Um, right, I can see three of them right now. There's one in the main room. There are some upstairs. Are we talking about ones that are used, or are we talking about the floor? Oh, they're all used. They're dart fanatics in uh, James Joyce. Actually, they've upped the ante in James Joyce. Actually, when you go into the main bar, Jimmy, mm. uh, we're over near the fireplace recording our podcast. Uh, when you go in the main door, just opposite the bar, there is uh, a dartboard there, yeah. which me, you, Mark Johnson, and Rob Fraser used to that play was, on. That was where Rob Fraser once threw a dart and it landed in my shoe. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, and he also did. He also did that double dart on twenty. Can you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the one, two connected. One dart stuck yeah, into yeah, the yeah, back yeah, yeah. of the other dart. Yeah. Rob, Jimmy, seriously, and I, I have to hand on heart. He is an outstanding. He is a natural. I was going to say pool player because he's a shy pool player. <laughs> he's a natural dart player, Jimmy. He mm. can play darts. The guy is great at playing darts. Mm-hmm. Oh, he has. Yeah. I mean, he, he, over the years, he's really perfected that wrist control, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's got anyway, it. So, eight that was the first boards. one. Yeah. So, um, move forward onto the dance on. floor, Jimmy. Hold on. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Well, I can't move, can I, with this microphone? Uh, yeah. So, let me see. Cause Just look over your shoulder there. Well, I, I can look over my shoulder, but I can't look upstairs. Uh, yeah. People okay, who can't. don't know James Joyce Irish pub, it, it, it's an absolutely huge pub. Um, it's on three different levels. So I can't remember. In fact, it might even be on four. Yeah, it's on four levels, actually, uh, with a kitchen in between. Um, and some of the levels are only really used when it's busy, but, I, I, God, I can't think. It, I would say it had to be about eight I'm assuming that there are some around the pool table. Um, so I think I might be wrong here, but I think there might be seven. Hmm. False. So I'm going to say false. Yes, okay. <laughs> Let's move forward after the main bar. Straight onto the dance floor area, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. There are three dartboards. Uh, on the uh, dance floor area. Now, <laughs> you wouldn't want to be throwing dance. You wouldn't want to be throw dance. You wouldn't want to be throwing darts while people are dancing. Actually, the darts are played before 10.30. Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday, there's live music. So no darts are thrown <laughs> after 10.30. There are three dartboards there, one opposite the main bar. Then you go on to the second floor. There are three. Yeah, and then upstairs where the pool table is, just one floor uh, above the uh, terrace bar. Below, below the terrace. Yeah, below it. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. I had uh, a few sneaky, drinky poos. <laughs> Nothing to do with the hostomy uh, bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably right, right? You're probably right. So, I, I, Well, I didn't get my celebrity how many darts sports in James Joyce thing correct <laughs> but Ray did you ever see the comedy uh, Early Doors ah no <laughs> <laughs> well it, it was fantastic it was um, yeah. written by Craig Cash who yeah. co-wrote The Royal Family and um, he co-wrote this and starred in it as well and it was just about this pub um, somewhere in 
a shitty part of East Manchester where a lot of people used to go into the pub every day at five o'clock as soon as they finished work. And it, yeah. a bit like the royal family, not a lot happened. But it was there was really witty banter. There was a grumpy landlord. I'm trying to think what he was called, the actor who played him. John Henson, I think, a superb guy. <laughs> and he was always stressed about something. But one of the things that he often had to deal with, that whilst he had the idiots in the pub at the front who were doing all the funny things, is that there were often two coppers in the back in the back kitchen who were Mm -hmm. eating his food and drinking his whiskey and beer because, uh, you know, in full uniform and all that because they couldn't Uh. be seen in the bar. And also they were making it very clear that if they didn't get what they wanted that he might have problems with his license. But there was this old guy called Tommy. Yeah. And when you were talking about the dartboards, I'm trying to think what his catchphrase was. I can't remember it. Somebody please tell us. But Tommy used to have this seat that, and he was a real grumpy old bastard. And he Um. used to sit right under the (laughs) dartboard, right under the dartboard on his own every time. And, you know, if anybody wanted to play darts, they'd say, hey, Tommy, move away. And he'd Mm. just say, no, this is my seat. I've sat here for 50 years. I'm not moving for you or a dartboard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was brilliant. You'd love it, right? You'd love it. It was just exactly how a real working class pub is. But you, you know those kind of old boys? That's been mm. their life going in that place. And that's uh, what they will do forever. And just because they put something like a dartboard in, uh, you know, or a, a, another airport runway or something like that, it doesn't mean uh, that they're going to stop sitting where they sit because that's their thing, isn't it? Uh, and probably... And probably after they die, they'll put some plaque up above the, you know, saying, Tommy sat here. <laughs> I love shite like that. Yeah. Oh, you'd love that show, right? You'd love it. No, seriously. No, seriously. It was, about, it was the same bloke, you know, a drunk bloke who walked into James Joyce one night. And, uh, Did you? He went up to the dark. Yeah, he went up to the <laughs> It could have been, could have been Ralph Razor. And he threw a dart. Five thousand and seventy. He threw a hedgehog, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on, bollocks. Next question. <laughs> Liam, Liam Neeson, a fan of our show, Jimmy, mm. and uh, very popular on our show, Jimmy. The following content is not available in your region. The following content is not available in your region. No, but Jimmy. Seriously, Aaron, the other night, he brought a tear to my eye. Seriously. He said, Daddy, this is the only podcast I ever heard in my life, Daddy. He said, and I absolutely love it, Jimmy. And he says, I love you and Uncle Jimmy. So underrated, Daddy, he said. (laughs) Every jingle, character, segment, narrative piece Jimmy off by heart Aaron remembers it just hearing this from my 11 year old son Jimmy brings a tear to my eye and gladdens my heart Jimmy God bless him my gorgeous little man yeah I agree with that thanks Aaron and do you know what the amazing thing is that uh, when you're my age even if you write all this shit you won't remember any of it at all (laughs) (laughs) I know but you know it was him that spotted Jimmy uh some apple tea. <laughs> yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> and on a final note, 
Sweet dreams are made of cheese. <laughs> yeah, and I knew you were going to say that. For some reason, I knew that you would be the one who said, the man who's fuller of cheese than anybody else on earth. I knew that you were going to say that. <laughs> I do like my cheese, Jimmy. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and now for something completely different. Hello there, all you September-born babas. If you were born in September, that means it is your birthday this month and you're almost certainly in the Virgo Libra astronomical sign, which is much better than the other nine star signs on account of being more lecker. Virgo Librans have a mixed bag of fortune, as it means your mum and dad probably had it off after a Christmas party, so some of you might have been born with a touch of alcohol fetal syndrome. But don't worry, it's a plectrum, so most of you probably be more or less okay. But some of you could be a bit tough or even ugly. On the other hand, if you're living in the southern hemisphere, it means it's a good time to get a tent and a pry because summer is nearly on its way. You can still do that in the northern hemisphere too, but it's barely worth it. The nights are drawing in and it's all starting to look a bit cack from now on. This month, there will be cosmic chaos brewing in the skies. Virgo Librans are like your mother's sister that labels everything in the freezer, so you're a bit uptight. Not like your cool auntie who's married to your uncle, who used to buy you a few beers and stroke your thigh when she did the babysitting and let you massage her naked aunties. We've got a couple of new moons this month and that means that there will have been at least two full moons before it, which may have had you howling like a pained wolf if your horse didn't come in, even though you went through the effort to study the form and brought the horse on her. One of these is in Dreamy Pisces on the 14th, so if you've been the proud owner of a urinary tract inflection, you should start to clear up in time for a bit of birthday jiggy-jiggy. We have another new moon in Fiery Aries on the 28th, which means that anyone born on that day should be very, very careful cleaning their shoes. Famous birthdays in Virgo Libra include the South African rapper Brayton Breitenbach, Luke Skywalker of Star Trek, sexy singer-songwriter Beyonce Nolan, Yorma and Ray, and of course Liam Neeson, although he was born in June. And hold on to your hats because Mercury Retrograde is back, this time crashing the party in Libra. Communication goes a bit wonky just like when you're trying to establish the rules with newbies at the Masquerade Ball. On the subject of which, why not inbox me if you're interested in attending my next masquerade ball, but please bring your own mask, as Otto the doorman said that his wife had terrible trouble removing some of the stains from some of the ones I lent out at my last monthly gathering. We're going to be having it on the equinox on the 21st, so as the night and day are of equal length that day, why not toss a coin and see if you'd like to flip a boar of horse or take a drink from the furry cup. Live on the edge, as there is only one equinox each year. So, my September friends, get ready for a month of celestial confusion. Just like trying to find the perfect marinade recipe for the pride, or to decide whether to take your holidays in Bangkok or Amsterdam. Let yourself go. Banga Blanca, kiss a kappa, or hump a hot and tot. Enjoy the cosmic ride and keep the dream alive as the old German band Nuremberger Freiheit once sung. Yeah, thanks a lot for that, Hansi. I guess in your own weird and wonderful way, that was you wishing uh, Ray and me a happy birthday. So thanks very much, and I'll be sure to take in some of your advice. I guess you will as well, Ray. <laughs> ah, September babbies, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. You know, Jimmy, if you are born in September, it's pretty obvious your parents, Jimmy, started their new year with a bang. 
Well, I think as Hansi said, it meant Christmas, really, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> He's always on the ball, Jimmy. No, we're both products of Christmas parties, Ray. We both are. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Hansi, he's not been on for quite a bit. Well, he has, actually. He's been on a few times with Greg. But um, the last time that we visited Hansi was when he was at his his party, let's say. And, of course, the the doorman for that party, the one who was concerned about the, um, the stains on the mask, was played by Jamie T. Murphy. And... Jamie works with us a bit, but um, he also has his own podcast, and he does it. Jamie and Blaine have their own podcast, and it's called Opinion That You Didn't Ask For. They're both musicians, comedians, and actors, from, uh, impressionists. Yeah. Wexford, Ireland. Yep, they are. Seriously, Shakers, you should give it a good listen. And if you're in Wexford, this night jimmy actually yeah tonight from now tonight that's eight tonight o'clock. yeah yeah for eight their o'clock on friday irish time comeback show yeah that's right they're in uh, red books uh, and it's going in to the be, center it's, of wexford it's going to be pivotal jimmy yeah it is and uh, we said last week we're going to have them on the show very soon him and uh, jono rock but we definitely will do yeah it's going to be fantastic isn't it yeah good skills good skills to uh, blaine and jamie out there yep Cheers, lads. Best of luck. Welcome to LEBC News. It's Thursday, November 19th, and I'm your host and show anchor, Alphonse Galibli III, from the heart of Licky and Worcestershire. As mainstream media spent the summer on smokescreen headlines like Hugh Edwards, Philip Schofield, COVID-19 and formulaic NATO propaganda on the special military operation in Eastern Europe, truthbringers like LEBC delved deep to provide you the news and truth of accuracy. As the world reflects on the events that led to the recent air crash of Wagoner leader Eugene Pierogi, we dive deep into our archives from the summer and look at the real reasons he may have made Soviet despot Vladimir Putin quite cross after his attempted coup d'etat and march on Musk Hill. With more details, here's our dirty red communist correspondent, Joe King. Thank you, Alphonse. The fallout from Eugene Pierre Rogie's failed march towards Muskill, Hamilt Hampstead, last weekend has taken a surprising turn as his bootlegging Wagoner bandwagon got a puncture on the A41 at Bourne End. There is evidence that two men only known as Johnny Beans Carbonara and Mysterious Desmond are said to be in talks brokered by two women codenamed Mrs O'Leary and Barbara from Oxford with Russian jockstrap Valdemir Puchin about how to make special operation Stolichnaya fill western shelves with caviar flavoured vodka. Carbonara told Reuters of plans to neutralise Western resistance to moonshine with an extensive arsehole of cheesy puns, ginger love seed and free drink while the man, known only as Mysterious Desmond to Western media, is claimed to be rootless after recently ousting popular presenter Ray Mack from the Black Milkshake comedy podcast, allegedly commissioned him to a controversial high-security mental health facility. 
Desmond is seen as a leader in waiting for the Wagoner Group, formerly led by exiled Eugene Pierre Roggi, according to Father O'Flaherty, who is currently being investigated after several alleged public order offences. O'Flaherty, formerly ringmaster at the Moscow State Circus, is thought to be a close personal friend of Pudgeen and told us last night. Tez, Tez is the man. Let me tell you, boy. He's a feckin' legend. We'll all be circling the airport like Yeltsin in no time with Tesman and Beansy. I'll tell you something else, you shower of bastards. Don't write off the women either. Mrs O'Leary and that barber from Oxford. Oh, they could broker my deal any day of the week. <laughs> Lord help us. Mr. Putin appears to be isolating Pierre Roger and his co-distillers while using Carbonara and Desmond skills to gain full control of the British and Irish bootleg markets and access to Mrs. O'Leary's underwear. This is Joe King signing off. So there you have it. That's the real story. It doesn't matter what the, the, the Kremlin told you or whatever they said in Musk Hill. That was what really happened to, uh, to that man who got on the wrong side of Mr. Putin. Anyway, let's move on and we'll go back to our friend Bill Clinton, who's got some wise words for us. Every time I'm in Istanbul with Hillary, we drop into James Joyce Irish Pub to see Yorma and Ray, those funny guys who do the Black Milkshake comedy pubcast. They make me laugh my ass off. Ha 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 ha. When I'm in Istanbul alone, though, I don't bother seeing them at all because I know the single best damned whorehouse in Istanbul, Turkish Delight. And I get a presidential discount, of course. And if Hillary checks my phone and asks me who Chanel or Chardonnay is, I just look at her and slowly say, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Ta very muchly, Mr. Bill Clinton. Mr. President, sir. Down to earth. Yeah. <laughs> down, he down, is. down. He is. Well, he likes that kind of thing, doesn't he? Or so they say. Anyway. Anyway. Bill's a Bill's a changed man, you know. Well, he changed his clothes yesterday, anyway. So, <laughs> come on, let's go and do post of the week. Black milkshake, best posts of the week. Yeah. Okay. Post of the week comes from the west of Ireland, Jimster. The beautiful Kalala, west of Ireland, from a lady, Jimmy, who is a dear friend of mine, and she's a big friend of our show, Jimmy. She likes to listen while walking or jogging. Massive shout out to Catherine Lally and also, Jimmy, you, the boss, I promise you, I'm going to actually tag this uh, on uh, social media. Podcast. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. That's superb. Yeah. Thank you for that, and thanks for the postcard. Yeah, Kat, have a fabulous Friday. The Spanish maid asked her married American blonde employer for a pay increase, Jimster. Mm -hmm. The wife was very upset about this and decided to talk to her about it. Now, Maria, she asked, why do you want more money? Maria, well, Signora, there are three reasons I want to increase. The first, that I iron better than you, wife. Who said you iron better than me? Maria, your husband, he says so. Oh, yeah, really, my husband. Maria, 
The second reason is I am a better a cook than you. Wife, nonsense, way from around me. Who said that? That you were a better cook than me. Maria, your husband did. Wife, she's really agitated, Jimmy, at this. Oh, he did, did he? Maria, the third reason is I'm a better at the sex than you in the bed. Really, she said, very pissed off at this stage. And did my husband say that as well, Maria? No, Signora, the gardener did. <laughs> how, much, how much money, Maria, do you want? <laughs> Good skills, Signorita. A Good skills. A substantial pay rise, no doubt, Jimmy, with a little help from the good gardener, pal. <laughs> Jimmy, as a great Irish philosopher once quoted, gardeners know all the dirt and love to scream and sprout, pal. They do. They do. I'm glad it was gardeners then for a minute because I knew it was going to be, um, you know, the third one. I'm better at sex, and I was dreading for a minute. Who told you that? Oh, it was your son or something. But uh... <laughs> Are you serious, Maria? Good skills, though. Yeah. Oh, well done. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, thanks a lot. Just before we go, we are getting a lot of listens in from Malaysia. Malaysia is now our fourth biggest uh, listening nation, and we have got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of listens coming in from Malaysia at the moment. We want to know who it is. I love Malaysia. It's one of my favorite mm -hmm. places on earth. I was very lucky mm -hmm. to live there for two years, but please let us know who you are. Give us a shout. Maybe I know you, maybe I don't, but I don't mind. Please just tell us, get in touch with us in all the usual ways and let us know who you are. And we want to get people involved in this. Put out a post on social media today, on Facebook in particular. We're saying we really, really want to build a community. We want to make people feel that they're involved in this. And we can do this through you sending in your jokes of the week, like Catherine did today. Mm -hmm. We can do it with um, the Lost in Translation stories, where you explain about a misunderstanding that you've had abroad. Or you can just do it by simply getting in touch and saying, you know, hi, lads. Uh, really enjoyed the show and um, we can have a bit of a chat you know absolutely, absolutely. great yeah mm -hmm. so anyway um that's all folks as i usually say next week we've got lisa morrow back and she's talking turkey once again uh we've got lost in translation uh the german story that i promised you last week and we've got donald trump and chris the talking dog and they are preparing for all the court cases that are possibly on the way, but also possibly not quite how Chris would prefer it. And as always, many, many, many thanks, uh, Shakers, for your support. But we still need those Apple reviews, seriously, and Spotify ratings. And of course, like Jimmy said earlier, translation stories about being misunderstood on your travels keep those coming in yeah and sorry for all the begging and all that but it is really the only way that more people are going to find us most importantly of all please share the link that you're listening on right now on your social media whatever that is 
and tag either Raymac or Yorma. Kirko and Yorma is spelled J-O-R-M-A. Kirko, K-I-R-K-K-O. Please do that. Send us a friend request as well. Um, we certainly won't turn you down um, unless you're one of those strange women who click like to things that you've written on Twitter and when you look at them you find out that they're an adult site. Um, you don't do Twitter, Ray, but I tell you what, it's scary. You'd love it, though. You should join. <laughs> anyway. I'm happy um, out. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, uh, yeah, j- just just do that. Anyone who could do that would be very, very much grateful. And perhaps write on the post why it was that you enjoyed listening to today's show. So special thanks to Valerie Richards, Morgan Freeman, Joan O'Rourke, and Jamie T. Murphy. James Joyce, Irish Pop Shakers, Nestrality, Grow Radio UK, and not forgetting Eamon McAndrew. And that's another Friday Rap Shakers. And an important note, Jimster's Other Bag. Jimster's Other Bag is a Gucci. I shit you not. I shit you not. Happy days, blue skies, you, you and good bag. skills. Get in there at the last minute, you dirtbag. Good skills. See you next good week. Skills.